Hello, hello, and welcome to the third edition of the Gray Matter podcast, presented by Uber, probably. Um, Today, we will be looking at some of the key takeaways from the regular season, as well as some playoff predictions as we go into the NBA playoffs starting tomorrow with the play-in. To start, uh, I'm going to introduce the guest for today, uh, the pride of Sun Valley, or sorry, the Valley, uh, Jose Acuna. Jose, how are we doing today? We are doing well, Jack. I'm excited to get these topics discussed, and I can't wait to watch the Phoenix Suns win the 2023 NBA championship. Wow, hot takes off the bat. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that uh, probably pretty soon. But uh, Jose's specialties include Twitter um, and reading things on Twitter. So we're going to be getting the Twitter mind in, in the Gray Matter podcast today, along with Jack's podcast mind. So I think we'll get a good balance. Uh, to start, let's let's go through a little segment we're calling uh, Playoff Contenders and Pretenders. Uh, we're going to go through nine different teams that are um, potential playoff stars, teams that can make deep runs or even win a championship. Um, I want to start first with the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are coming off a pretty good last month. Uh, LeBron's back after being with the LeBron of feet, even though he's got pretty jacked up feet right now. Um, AD's playing like his old self. And young rising star who we'll talk about later, Austin Reeves, has averaged 20 points a game in the last month. So um, a lot of potential there. Jose, what do you think about uh, the Lakers' chances in the playoffs? Starting against, who are they playing first? Um, They are playing the Utah, or not the Utah Jazz, sorry, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are without Mr. Gobert after punching Kyle Anderson. So personally, I think they play better without Rudy. Mm. But I think the Lakers will handle the Timberwolves quite comfortably, and then they will turn to face the Minnesota... No, Memphis. Or the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, yeah. So, um... LeBron, obviously, is getting up there in age. He's still averaged almost 30 points a game this year. Um, but what do you think his chances are in the playoffs to make a deep run? I heard Kendrick Perkins say today that they can win the championship. So You know, just with LeBron, you can never write out that old man. He may be 38, but he's going to get his. And if Anthony Davis is also in shape and healthy, knock on wood, you know, they can go far. Maybe the conference finals. Maybe the finals, who knows? I just don't think they have enough ultimately to get past either the Suns or the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Those are two teams that we'll hit on towards the end. Uh, Okay, next looking at the Kings. First playoff berth in like 18 years for the Kings. Great young roster, not a ton of stars though. I mean, Sabonis and Fox are great, but uh, not exactly AD and LeBron. Uh, Do you think think they're going to beat Golden State in the first round? We can kind of talk about both of them together. They have the offensive firepower, obviously. They have young stars. They have Malik Monk who can catch on fire. But at the same time, you're going up against the Golden State Warriors who have, obviously, the heart of a champion is, is idolized on NBA Twitter. And you have, you have to go up against Draymond Green and his antics and can you stay composed throughout the course of potentially a seven-game series. And I think my answer to that is no. I think they're inexperienced and they don't defend the ball quite well. And that'll show. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a good matchup. Uh, the Warriors have looked pretty rough this year. Uh, but with 
Andrew Wiggins coming back and veterans like Gary Payton II, I think there's a chance they could slow down that Kings offense. Um, and if they can get buckets, the Kings can't really stop them. So I think that should be a really interesting first-round matchup in the West that is pretty jam-packed with pretty solid teams after everybody had their ups and downs throughout the season. Speaking of highest highs and lowest lows, uh, we're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant, their leader, has had quite the off-the-court season, including showing a gun that looked like a little toy gun I had when I was six on uh, Instagram Live. And even with that, it looks like they're playing really well. They're still winning somehow, but they're going into the playoffs without their two centers and Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. And it's looking like it's going to be a slight uphill battle to, to make the conference finals, but they do have a chance to get out of that first round uh, against probably the Lakers, depending on how the Lakers are looking. So what do you think about Memphis? Um, obviously, they have a serious defensive player of the year candidate in Jaron Jackson Jr., and I think they will go. They will beat the Lakers if Jaron Jackson Jr. can stay out of foul trouble. Obviously, he's instrumental in containing Anthony Davis. And obviously, you mentioned they are very banged up, but they did add Luke Kennard, who brings a lot of firepower. He's shooting nearly 50% from the three-pointer. I don't have the exact details. 48.9% from the three, so he's he does his job quite well as a 3 and D guy. And obviously, you have John Morant, who you can't underestimate. You have Dylan Brooks, who is Dallas Thor Draymond. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the outfit J- Dylan Brooks wore yesterday. If If you're listening, look it up. It was something. It was something special. But Silky smooth. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think I think the Grizzlies are really fun. Uh, the only playoff games I've ever been to were the Grizzlies back uh, eight or nine years ago in their grit and grind era, which was pretty awesome. Shifting over to the east, we have uh, third in the standings, Philadelphia 76ers, who will be playing against the bench mob of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, it seems like Embiid's really putting it together, and this could be the year that he finally – makes a deep run in the playoffs. James Harden's playing well, but his Achilles is bothering him. And they have solid depth, but there are some lacking areas. So where do you see Philadelphia going, especially since they have to go up against most likely Boston in the second round? I believe that in the past five years, they've been bounced out of the second round four out of those five times. And I see that becoming five out of six. I think they'll beat the Nets in six. Obviously, they have a lot more firepower than the Nets do, but they just don't have the depth to compete with Boston. And I just don't see James Harden turning back the clock like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Even though he has been playing great, and Joel Embiid's obviously incredible. I uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be really hard to get over the Celtics. Uh, sh- speaking of big centers, Jokic and the Nuggets are currently the number one seed. Most likely gonna s- face. I mean. T-Wolves, there's no way they're beating the Lakers without Gobert and McDaniels. No. And honestly, I think the Pelicans, the way they've been looking, they're probably going to get that eight seed. They're going to get murdered by the Nuggets, though, in my opinion. Uh, what do you What do you think about their chances of, of making the finals? Got to get past your sons in the second round, which will be pretty tough. I think you're sleeping on the Nuggets, or the Pelicans. The Pelicans are a team I would not want to face them on the Denver Nuggets. I think they match up quite well. You have a lot of big bodies that you can throw at um, Nicole Jokic, whether it's Jonas Valanciunas or Larry Nance Jr. Those two guys are quite mobile. They can defend. 
they have Herb Jones, who's going to pester, whether it's Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray. You have Trey Murphy the third. Yes, sir. Uh, Rice is very own. Rice is finest. Who can shoot the ball. You have C.J. McCollum, who's streaky. But then you have the Slim Reaper Jr., Brandon Ingram, who's a freaking dog. Yeah, he's been playing really well this so year. So I think if the Pelicans were to get the eight seed, that it would be a seven-game series that you could coin flip who yeah. wins. The Nuggets are lacking a lot of depth, there's, so there is a chance that they, they get shocked in the first round. Uh, speaking of the complete opposite, Celtics, probably the deepest roster in the NBA if I was betting on that. Um, I think they have a chance to get back to the finals, but they're going to have to get through the Bucks. Uh, but starting with the Celtics first, uh, what do you think their chances are? Jalen Brown and Tatum will probably be uh, all NBA if I had to guess, and then the, all of their backups and their rest of their starting five are so deep and so solid. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Celtics? Where do you think they're going? I think the Celtics started off very hot. They were arguably the best or objectively the best team in the NBA. Like a couple months ago, they've obviously cooled down a bit. But I think if they can find that form at the right time, they can obviously beat the Bucks. They have a lot of – or they were at one point – like the best defense in the NBA, obviously I think the Bucks hold that now. But obviously I think Milwaukee still struggles offensively sometimes, and with the firepower of Brown and Tatum, I think that could be enough to get them over the Milwaukee Bucks hump. Yeah, I, I think there's a chance that that matchup in conference finals is going to be incredible. Fireworks. Celtics do have to get through my Miami Heat in the first round, though. Uh, the Zombie Heat, as I heard someone say are the team that literally no one wants to play. You're going to beat them in six, but it's going to be a really hard six. So I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah, let's go, let's go ahead and talk about the Bucks. We'll save the Suns for last. Uh, Giannis, MVP candidate. Brooke Lopez, Giannis, and Drew Holiday are all all, in, all defense first team, most likely. Um, incredible roster. A lot of white dudes, as we'll talk <laughs> about later. Uh, but what do, you, what do you think about the Bucks? I, I think... Right now, in my opinion, they're going to be in the finals. But what do you have to say? Obviously, it could go either way between the Celtics or the Bucks. But obviously, Giannis is playing at a high level. He's going to have to play at a high level if he wants his team to go far. Chris Middleton's coming back into shape at the right time. Drew Holiday's been having a career season. Brooke Lopez has freaking resurrected his career <laughs> with Milwaukee. Mountain. Yeah, the Splash Mountain's been lights out from three. He defends at a high level. You got... Freaking Jay Crowder of all people, the ex-son. Joe can, Ingles, Connaughton, Grayson Allen. They have every single forward you would want. Yeah. yeah. All they're missing is Tyler Strothman on the three-point line, but <laughs> it's not a bad problem to have. You know, I think the Bucks should be considered the heavy favorites mm-hmm. or slight favorites to come out of the East. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Uh, and now we'll shift to your, your hometown team, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, obviously, big blockbuster trade going it all in for Kevin Durant, trading away a lot of depth in um, Bridges and Johnson and Jay Crowder, and ultimately there are some major depth issues. And with Durant getting injured twice this year, there's injury concerns, and uh, the way the team's gelling, there's concern there. But the Suns have not lost when Kevin Durant plays. That's correct. So. If they can figure out that fifth man to play alongside CP3, Booker, Durant, and Aiton, then they have a chance. Uh, first off, who do you think that guy is, and then what are their chances? 
Um, I mean, it's been Josh Okogie for pretty much the entire season or since Durant got there. I think he's earned it. He plays with a lot of hustle. He's out-rebounding freaking seven-foot centers on the glass. He's shot the ball well from three. He's come down to earth, but obviously when you're out there with Kevin Durant and D-Book and CP3, you're not out there to shoot the ball. You're out there to just defend and grab boards. So regarding that, I think Josh Okogie will be the fifth person, but I could see Monty going on a matchup-based approach, whether it's, oh, he's too small to guard Kawhi. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. And that will be something. Uh, Durant's going to have to guard some good players. Uh, but luckily he has probably the second-best mid-range shooter in the NBA behind him and Devin Booker. So so they're not struggling on the offensive end. It's just where is that defense going to play and how are the teams going to mismatch Hunt to switch people like Kawhi on the CP3 and stuff like that. So it'll, it'll be really interesting, I think. I think the Suns have a great chance if they can put some of that depth together with my guy Campaign and <laughs> Terrence Ross and TJ Warren and Wash- Washington, that's his name? No, he that's got not traded. Guy. Yeah, he just got a, a lot of guys. Yeah. But, uh, it'll be really interesting. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we will do our finals picks. This episode is sponsored by Uber. Yesterday, I flew back from my home in Easter Sunday to find out that Uber was not accepting rides. Once refreshing the page, I saw that there was a $50 fee to get 15 minutes back to my house. When I was sitting in the airport, instead of texting my roommates to come pick me up, I decided to go with Uber. The guy picked me up, put my bags in his trunk, and didn't talk to me for the whole ride. It was a great experience. Uber. And now, back to the show. All right, Jose, who you got in the finals? As you've probably heard by now, I am from Phoenix. So, I have to go with the Phoenix Suns. I think they can beat anyone in the West. I think we're fine in the West. And the team we will be beating, or we will be facing, sorry, getting ahead of myself. The team we'll be facing in the Eastern Conference Finals are... The Milwaukee Bucks. Mm, well, very very safe there. Yeah, uh, I think that's valid as we've hit on. And I will be going live on Instagram in the middle of June. <laughs> drunk out of my mind, celebrating the parade inside my city. Yeah. Yes. You know, the sun's going to be lifting up that Larry OB. Durant gets three. Booger gets his first. And old man Chris finally gets his first. That would be a crazy story. Like, the script writers couldn't put it better than that. Um, yeah, I'm honestly not going to go too different. I think the Bucks are definitely going to be there. And in order to be a contrarian, I don't know. I just feel like throughout this whole season, the Warriors are going to put it together eventually. And I don't want to make a safe pick because if I'm right, then I can like flex on everybody. So I'm going to go Warriors-Bucks, which would be incredible. The defensive matchup would be horrendous for the Warriors. <laughs> Draymond trying to guard Giannis would be hilarious. I mean, that would be awesome. I think a safer bet would be Denver Bucks, but I think I'm just going to go Warriors just for the sake of entertainment. I think, I think if that's the case, I think they're the Bucks are going to blow their doors off because uh, I think the Warriors are going to have a very hard road to get there. But a little side note: um, UConn, who won the men's national championship in collegiate basketball, was the four seed. And I believe the Phoenix Suns are, mm. in fact, the four seed in the West. Oh, yeah. So uh, 
This could be the year of the fours. Year of the fours. Go ahead and smash some money on the Suns and the Cavs. We didn't even talk about the oh, Cavs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're skipping the Cavs, though. Uh, next year, though. Next year. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the MVP now. This has been a pretty highly contested issue. Uh, some people making really outrageous comments and thoughts about this. But it's a three-person uh, race. We have Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic. All three very worthy candidates in any other year they probably would win. Jokic is going for the three-peat. Giannis is going for his third after he won two earlier in his career. And Embiid's going for his first. So just off the bat, who do you have for MVP? Who do you think is going to get it? I mean, I mean, you can make cases for all three of these guys. Embiid's been dominant all year round. Giannis has also been dominant all year round. And I think Jokic leads the NBA in, like, different statistical categories, whether it's LeBron or I think the Tegan category and, like, offense. That's a but, thing? Shoot, dude. You'd be that, surprised yeah. how far Nuggets fans go to defend Jokic. But yeah. I would have to go with Joel Embiid. I think he's been slightly better than Jokic this past stretch, this past month. So I hope it's Embiid, but I wouldn't be mad, honestly. These three guys have been balling out. So Yeah, I think I think there's ways you could sell it for any of them. I, I think Embiid's going to win it as well. I think the way the narrative's be, been written, the way Daryl Morey's been fighting everyone about it, uh, the way Jokic has kind of stepped off the gas and the Nuggets have kind of come back to earth, it, it really is feels like Embiid's race to lose. And even though Giannis has had an awesome season, I think people just kind of forget about his greatness and I think they're going to see it in the playoffs, which will be a lot of fun. But I think, I think Embiid's going to take it uh, I think he deserves it, and I hate that a lot of it has become uh, a race conversation, which shouldn't have been there from Kendrick Perkins, and yeah. and a lot of other nasty things have been said. But Embiid's deserving. I mean, he is so good. If you haven't watched Embiid, turn on the TV, watch some Embiid. Uh, he's he's great. He's a lot of fun. So along the same lines, uh, we can do our first team All NBA picks. We can do this quick because I don't think everybody cares that much about this. Uh, I'll go first, and then. We can yeah. kind of go from there. So uh, it's two guards, two forwards, and a center. I think the center obviously is going to be Embiid if he wins. Yeah. I think at forward, uh, it's pretty clear cut. Giannis and Tatum, I think, should take it. Uh, Giannis, obviously, in the MVP race, and Tatum's had an incredible year for a great team in the Celtics. And then the guards, it kind of gets a little tricky. I think Luka was pretty cemented in for that first team, but after not even making the play-in with the, with the Mavs finishing 11th, it's hard to put him in the first team. I still put him there just because a lot of people miss a bunch of games and his stats are crazy. Yeah. And then I'm putting Sh- I'm putting Shy Gilgis Alexander, who has the best Instagram <laughs> out there. I'm putting him on first team. Uh, he's had an incredible year. He has dragged the Thunder into the play-in, and I think they could make the playoffs if they shocked the Pelicans. Um, but I think they've had a great year. You should go on. It's apparently Shy. It's not Shay. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, you should go on Shy's Instagram. It's hilarious. He writes poems for every single one of his posts that are related to what's going on with the Thunder, which is just hilarious. What What are your thoughts on that five, or do you have any changes? I don't have any changes. Obviously, Luka's been the heart and soul of that Dallas Mavericks offense. Can't say the same on defense. <laughs> Shy's been a freaking baller. He basically, like you said, dragged OKC into a play-in spot. His style's unmatched his instagram it's captions hilarious. it's awesome captions are out of this world Giannis has been balling tatum's been balling then obviously yeah you can flip flop between 
Jokic and Embiid. Yeah. Obviously, they both have strong cases, but I'm going to go with Embiid because I think he's going to win the MVP. Yeah, so next year they're changing to where you can pick five people from any position for first-team All-NBA, which is a change they haven't had since, like, the 40s or 50s. Would you change the team at all if you could, uh, like, say, add Jokic and take someone else out? Would you do that? No, I don't think I would. Mm. I think I'd take Shy out and put Jokic in there. I know it's I know it's dumb. Shy deserves it. He's going to be second team if that was the case, but I, I don't think you can put the person who probably in second and third in MVP not in the top five best players. Yeah, that's an argument for another day, though. It's it's a little ridiculous that they're doing that, but I think it will be good to kind of see who the best five players were for a given year. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll take a quick break. That was a quick segment on some specific player awards and our finals picks, and then we will get into what y'all have all been waiting for, the White American Player Draft. This podcast is sponsored by the Gray Matter Newsletter. As my time at Rice comes to an end, the Gray Matter podcast may be drifting into oblivion. And I know that's sad, but there's still time to subscribe. If you're lucky, you may get one or two more emails which will be great, but subscribe. I'll probably try to put it in the cliff note or in the notes below this podcast, but subscribe to Gray Matter Podcast or Gray Matter Newsletter. This episode is also sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Have you ever been looking for a cheap cup of coffee and you're in the Northeast and you're trying to stand in line behind three construction workers and an angry Bostonian? Go to Dunkin' Donuts. Back to the show. All right, Jose, this is what we all came here for. As, uh, as a white American myself, I found it fitting that we would, we would draft each of us five players from the pool of white American basketball players. Now, just to start off, this is satire. Uh, we love all players in the NBA, and I think this is more so to show the lack of white American depth that we have. <laughs> uh, and you'll even see we have to make some, some stretches to get there. But... I think it will be fun to kind of look and see. And whoever the first pick is uh, will win the Larry Bird Annual White American of the Year Award. Uh, famous players like Kevin Love. Um, who else has gotten this award? Uh, I don't even know. Steve Kerr probably won it one year for his late-game heroics. Uh, obviously, Larry Bird. You have your plumbers turned basketball players turned plumbers back in the 50s. Uh, Bob Cousy, those types that were all winners of this award, but I think it's I think it's important that we shine some light on my fellow white Americans that are bench players in the NBA. So, uh, Jose, I'll let you go first because you are the guest. Mm. Who are you taking first, and who will be winning the Larry Bird White American of the Year award? See, with my first pick, I have to go with the white Jordan Poole, Mr. Tyler Hero himself. Mmm, Tyler Hero, Miami Heat's finest. That's a pretty safe bet. He's uh, He's been averaging like 20 points a game this year. He was on a Jack Harlow song a few years ago, which is pretty electric. Uh, he's got style, sort of. He's in Miami. He's been pretty good on a team that's been pretty bad. I think that's a pretty safe pick. All right, so <laughs> I don't know if I should be allowed to take this person, considering his last name is Lopez, but we're going to go ahead and just like include him, right? Is that, is yeah, that fair? that's yeah, fair. Okay. Um, I think I need him off the board. He plays great defense. He he can shoot the three ball somehow. Yeah. He's a great showing in what the big man looks like today. 
Uh, I want him as the stalwart of my defense, and that's Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. All right. It's a good pick. I think to counteract that, I'm going to have to go with Walker Kessler. He's been solid. Mm, Auburn's really underrated. Yes, sir. You're taking all my home my home picks, my favorite picks. <laughs> Walker Kessler was a part of the trade for Rudy Gobert, and I don't think I would trade Walker Kessler for Rudy Gobert. No, he's been putting up Rudy Gobert numbers. Obviously, nine points a game, eight rebounds, 72% from the field. He's efficient, and he doesn't punch his teammates. What more could you ask for? I'm telling you, and he's an Auburn guy who, who we love. Um, okay, similar to uh, Tyler Hero, this guy is somehow brought stability to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I wrote on the notes he's a dog. In the last 10 games, he's been averaging like 21 points a game. Mm-hmm. He's His pick-and-roll offense with AD is somehow electric. And he has some of the funniest videos on the internet when he falls into a group of girls and then goes crazy for the rest of the game. And we're taking young Austin Reeves, who is a bucket. If you haven't watched Austin Reeves, he's not what you would expect. Uh, a guy who stands in the corner and shoots, he's got some stuff to him. Uh, he can dribble, he can drive, he can shoot, he can pass, he can do it all. I think he is now the Lakers point guard, uh, which was not what you would have expected two years ago. Uh, when I, I remember seeing him hit a game winner against the Mavs, and I was like, who is this dude? And now he's going to be the third best player for the Lakers. So I'm taking, I'm taking Reeves off the board. He was up there near the top of my draft. So uh, you got it, number three. See, I was wondering whether to emphasize defense or offense, but we all know why people can't play defense. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Kevin Herter, mm. Red Velvet. Yes. Part of the beam team, averaging 15 points a game, shooting 60% from the field. The man's a bucket. And the headband needs to come off. He looks so silly. He looks headband. bad, but if it helps him get his buckets. He's hooping. Yeah. Put it on. Yeah. Glad he's not in Atlanta anymore. He's in a good team. That's tough. Sorry, Atlanta. Um, okay. Herter's good. I kind of wanted him. I definitely wanted him. <laughs> We're running low on options, guys. Uh, so, you said white guys can't play defense. Uh, I'm going to show you the complete antithesis to that statement that you just made <laughs> in certified bald head bandit Alex Caruso from the Bulls. The Caruso experience has not been in full effect this year because he's kind of in the backwater of the NBA. The Bulls have not been very good. They're turning around right now, but aren't on TV much. He doesn't get a lot of action. He's not the flashiest player, uh, but he's going to put the clamps on Tyler Hero, and that's what I'm here for. The only guy really on this thing, other than Brooke Lopez, who can play defense. My defense is looking pretty good right now. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. All right. Who do you want next? Hmm. I'm going to go with Alex Caruso with a skin fade. Give me Dante DiVincenzo from the Warriors. Mm, the Obs- big ragu. <laughs> Averaging just under 10 points, but he plays defense, apparently. Mm. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah. He's he's just a good role player. Yeah. He fits perfectly with the Warriors. Um uh, and he was so good at Villanova. He, he was, was a dog. crazy. Shout out Jay Wright. Yes, shout out Jay Wright. We saw him last week. Um, okay, I'm taking a risk here. This guy's... I honestly think he won this award four or five years ago. Uh, he's he's really struggled since getting injured when he was at Boston. And Michael Jordan, who's probably the worst owner in the <laughs> NBA, decided to give him an absolute bag. And he is the only thing he's done is get injured. And so... 
I got to take this guy. I think he's healthy right now. I'm going to use him in the playoffs. He's probably going to get buckets on DiVincenzo, and that's our guy, Butler's finest, Gordon Hayward, mm. averaging 14 points made of glass, and he's for the Hornets, so you know he's fresh. Yeah. Okay. We, we're going down last round. Final picks. What are you going with? I want Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. Okay. You mentioned him earlier. He's been playing really well this year. A uh, solid role player, averaging like 50 points from three, or 50% from three. Not 50 points, that'd be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm a little bit worried about my team's height, but when you have Walker Kessler in the paint, good luck trying to score. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of 3 and D guys and Walker Kessler. Yep, that, I mean, that's pretty much what we're looking for. <laughs> uh, I went through every team and tried to find some forwards, and there were no yeah. good forwards. It's pretty pretty rough. You have your... Some honorable mentions, Corey Kispert, Doug McDermott, Joe Harris. Those are the kind of forwards you're working with. Not exactly defensive guys. Um, but 50 I 50-year-old Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love. Uh, multi-time Larry Bird trophy winner. Um, so I think to close out, I kind of want to go with somebody who's going to pair well with Caruso. Somebody who's going to get under the skin of your team and – honestly get under the skin of literally anyone he plays against and that's Grayson Allen a great role player he kind of he can get buckets he had a dunk that was ridiculous this year I saw it like on YouTube one day Um, so he's got ups he can shoot the ball he can play pretty good defense and I think that sets me up for a pretty good team so I'm gonna run through I know no one's probably listening at this point but if you are text me or email me who you think won this draft but uh, Jose has uh, on his roster Tyler Hero, Kevin Herter, Dante DiVincenzo, Luke Kennard, and Walker Kessler. And for me, I have Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso, Gordon Hayward, Grayson Allen, and Brooke Lopez. Yeah, so I think this just shows a lack of depth. I think next year when you have guys like Chet coming in, there may be a little more star power. And, uh, you know... It's not too bad that there's not a ton of white guys. I think, I think we're getting a lot of that internationally now with Luca and Jokic. Um, but you see in the women's game, there still are a lot of uh, like white superstars. Caitlin Clark is the primary example. She is ridiculous. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get a Caitlin Clark um, that I can act like I could play with because they're six five and white. But that's the only thing that we have in common. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's. That wraps up the podcast. I think we hit on a lot. Uh, we had a big section of satire at the end. Again, that was satire. And uh, I think we're ready for the playoffs. Jose, are you ready for the playoffs? Absolutely. My mental health the next couple months is going to solely depend on the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> so if you're listening and the Phoenix Suns lose, do not reach out to me. Ugh. Uh, reach out to him if they lose. He, he needs to hear it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening this far into the podcast. And to close us out, we will be hearing Mike Breen call a crazy Steph Curry shot. Here you go. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry. Wait.